Welcome to Your Lot and Parcel Podcast with your host, Benjamin Diaz, designed strictly for you, the consumer. You will find that this platform has your best interests at heart. Thank you for joining me today. This is yours truly, Benjamin, your host. My guest addresses health and lifestyle concerns such as burnout, sleep issues, stress management, and much, much more. She says that daily life can at times feel overwhelming, and I can attest to that. There can be so much that you have to juggle, such as work, family, social, home life, etc. On our show today, she does provide many takeaways that you can start utilizing right now. She is a proud member of the United Kingdom Health Coaches Association. Let's bring her on to our show. Here she is, Joanna Shurdy. Many times we do face challenging moments, and to me, it's very much like running the gauntlet every day, but uh, you know, there's no question. There's no question that it does affect our emotional uh, well-being, uh, physically and even behaviorally, and I'm glad to have Joanna on the show today to help us to mitigate those certain moments, which can also affect our sleep. So before we get into our subject matter, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Joanna, and what it is you do. Well, thanks for inviting me on firstly. Um, so I'm a wellness coach. I'm based in the UK, just outside London in a place called Hertfordshire. And I've been coaching now for, this is my fourth year. Before that, I had a 20-year career in HR um, and made a complete shift of career to become a coach. Um, So that was something a bit different, but I absolutely love love what I do. My coaching is predominantly focused on stress and sleep. So I work with clients who kind of want to find that balance for them. And balance is very unique for everybody. So when we're when we're stressed or overwhelmed or just when we're loving life sometimes and yes. following our passions, we lose our balance sometimes. Sometimes we get all encompassed with one thing. So I work with people to help them find that balance. And when we're in a more balanced place, we manage our stresses and strains and challenges a lot better. Mm-hmm. And we're more creative. We're more productive. And often we sleep better because we're in a much more centered place. So um that's what I do. I use a product called First Beat, which is a heart rate variability product. So I can see where people are struggling with sleep. We can see some data around the quality of their sleep and the restorative nature of their sleep as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm a complete geek on sleep and stress. That's I could talk forever on it. <laughs> there you go. Well, good for you. I, I, yeah. Anything to help us to improve our, our quality of life, I'm telling you. So how would you define stress, uh, Joanna? Oh, stress is stress is really hard to um, nail down as a as a general. But the way I look at stress is that it can be a situation that causes us stress. But stress really is a reaction in our body. Mm-hmm. It's a response to a situation or an activity or a thing. Um, and that reaction, if we're in that stress reaction for long periods of time, can become quite damaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a load. It's a it's a physical, mental load on our on our bodies. And 
um, you know, like I say, it's very different, very unique for everybody in terms of what what we respond to and what we react to. It can be different day to day, week to week, minute to minute. Um, but stress really is that load on our bodies, um, mm. that change in its chemical and um, reaction in our body that keeps us a, a load on our body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, life is a variable event. You know, it can be a roller coaster and, you know, how steep uh, uh, I guess it depends on how we handle things and what we're doing and so forth. But um, I, I have found personally, uh, Joanna, that stress or anxiety can be uh, a good thing to some extent. So can, let me ask, is all stress bad? Um, no, getting ready to go on holiday can be stressful. That's a good thing, right? We're going yeah, absolutely, nice. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, vacation or, time. Yes. Or getting married can be stressful. And again, that's a yeah. lovely thing. It, you know, And sometimes pressure or um, challenge can push us mm. as well. The, the way to look at it is that stresses and strains, like I say, are all different. They can be good things, bad things, whatever. It's not the situation. It's the impact on our bodies and minds. And so stress can be good because it gets us out of bed in the morning, it gets us to work, it makes us multitask and get things done and perform and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But if we don't give ourselves enough chance to recover from those instances, then that's when it becomes bad. That's when it becomes damaging. I mean, if you think of an elite um, elite sports person, you know, they're putting their bodies and their minds under stress quite often in games and matches and situations in training they always have some recovery around that to repair their bodies repair their minds so that they're ready to go again if they constantly pounded themselves and pushed themselves all the time they they wouldn't be able to keep that elite level up for very long um so stress is good in that sense but it can be damaging if we don't if we don't manage it and we don't recover from the stressful situations or the the high demand times exactly i I liken it to i mean if you drive your vehicle um, 100 miles an hour uh, for the longest time and the farthest you know i mean eventually it's going to blow up you know i mean yeah you've got to have moments to pull over rest uh, gather your thoughts and get your composure back in place you know um so uh my question uh, how do you know when you, you have reached that those that tipping point when you are beginning to lose that emotional control i mean what what do you do do you know i that's a really interesting question because i find that we can be quite dim- dismissive of our own signals and signs yes. um I, I speak to a lot of people a lot of clients who are kind of like oh, you know, I'll go on holiday in a couple of weeks and I'll recover then or I'll just push on through for this project and at the end of that, it'll be fine and I'll have a bit of rest and recovery. That time never really comes or they get to that point and they're so tired and they're so um, low on power that actually they start to get sick um, or they don't really enjoy that time. They can't switch off. So often other people see it in us more. You know, friends will be like, you need to slow down a bit or maybe take a bit of a break and we can kind of dis, um, kind of dismiss that a little bit, but some things to look for is other people giving us some some prompts that we need to maybe take a break or slow down. But physically, um, changes in um, so you know things like sicknesses, aches and pains that maybe are not re- usually there, headaches, um, tiredness and fatigue. Um, especially if we're sleeping particularly well, but we just feel drained by the end of the day or the end of the week. That's a really good sign that our our batteries are really low and stress is a massive um, 
a massive taker of our energy. Also, more mental things, so mood. Uh, if you find yourself getting a little bit shorter tempered than normal or mm-hmm. losing your cool over stuff that sure. really doesn't matter. Like um, you know, I, I was speaking to um, a client the other day and they were saying, you know, I do this drive all day, every day. And normally I know I'm going to hit traffic and normally it's fine. And the other day I just lost it at this same situation that I have every time. And I just realized that I had not given myself a chance to stop. And and so it's almost like your fuse gets a little bit shorter and the normal, you're less patient, you're less nice to be around. So, you know, thinking about things like that is a really good indicator of, um, of, of st- that stress is perhaps starting to wear our physical and our mental um, selves down. Mm-hmm. Things to definitely look for. Yes. I mean, if you let that go... Uh... Uh, for a long time, if it's protracted, you know, I mean, it can cause uh, what heart issues. I would think. Uh, I mean, just yeah. Different. I mean, st- stress is you know it raises our blood pressure when we're oh, in that gosh. situation. Yes. Adrenaline, um, you know, our minds are super switched on. It's that fight or flight situation. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in that for a long period of time, of course, that's going to be start to damage um, organs and yeah, heart, um, cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, things like diabetes, sleep problems because we can't switch off, relationship issues because we start to become, um, again, a little bit involved in just what's going on with us and maybe a bit shorter tempered and a bit snappier. Um, so, you know, those things definitely are worth are worth looking out for because you just don't want to be in that stress state for long periods of time. Yes, absolutely. I, I would imagine the other hormone called uh, cortisol, I guess, plays into it a lot, right? Massively, yeah. massively. And and things like um, stomach issues as well. Mm. So when the stress response is switched on, our digestive system switches off. Um, mm. Because if we're in fight or flight, we probably, our bodies think, well, you're not going to stop and eat because you need to run away or you need to fight. So I'm not right. going to turn that, that, that down. Um, and so, again, if you're having things like bloatedness or cramps or even just losing your appetite, mm-hmm. they're signs, they're physical signs that stress is starting to have an impact on your on your physical self. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, I, I had an uncle. Let me relate this to you. I, I've said it before in, in other episodes that I can think of. But let me tell you about my uncle. He um, He's no longer with us, but uh, at any rate, he always had an evil even temperament uh, i can always count on him uh day or night no matter what day it was what day of the week or whatever it always was the same same personality and he was always angry <laughs> <laughs> he was he was always Just angry. about everything <laughs> everything and i mean <laughs> anything and uh so I, I could well imagine what that did to him, but uh, but a person can change, I, I would think, you know, just get a control of what the root problems are, you know, and be able to mm-hmm. make some uh, drastic changes in one's life. So so apparently uh, stress is, it is interconnected with sleep, correct? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think just just on the point before and I'll and I'll explain why that is important for sleep as well is there's the opposite of that is if you're pretty high octane and you're going for it a lot you know you're working hard and you're working long hours and things like that actually our bodies can start to shut down so that's another sign you know if you if you see others or in yourself you're starting to lose motivation 
or disinterest in things or you know you start to say no to social engagements where normally you'd love to go so finding a lack of love in stuff and joy in stuff that's an it's really subtle those kind of things and again other people often notice it before we do but those are real signs that our body is trying to bring us back to balance you know high octane all the time they want to bring it back to some kind of balance and often if we're at the point of burnout which is definitely where you don't want to get to that's when our bodies start to shut down for us takes control over us and says well if you're not going to give me a break i'm i'm, I'm turning the lights out and i'm, I'm yes. locking the door and mm-hmm. you need to stop and of course both of those when it comes to sleep if if we're very much detached from things and often it's all in our own heads so a lot yeah. of stuff goes on in our heads and when we're trying to get to sleep we don't want to have a lot of chatter in our head. We want to be worrying. We don't want to be anxious. We don't want to be overthinking. Sleep is a time to switch off and, and just relax and recover. Mm. Um, and then on the flip side of that with stress, if we're over-worried and we're, we're doing a lot, it can our bodies can stop getting used to um, knowing and being you know able to just switch off and stop because... You know, if you, you know, think about the last time you had something really exciting to do the next day and, you know, it's, re- it's something you're really looking forward to. Often you can't get to sleep because all you're yeah. thinking about is the thing. Yeah. Or you wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, did you remember to set your alarm because you want to be up on time to, to do this thing? You know, if we can't switch off, then our sleep um, really does suffer um, yeah. because our brains just will not let us go to sleep. They want right. us to want to keep doing it. Right. Right. So the uh, <clears throat> to me, it, it can be a, a vicious cycle. It would seem to me. It's kind of wondering what comes first, the egg or the chicken. <laughs> you know, whether in, in comparison to stress and sleep, you know, what comes first. You know, but uh, no, the sleep is essential. I, I know that much. I uh, so uh, my question to you: How would you define the? Because uh, I've heard of the the expression of the term circadian rhythm. Can you speak mm. to that? Yeah. So. Circadian rhythm is a natural rhythm that we we go into when we're when we're sleeping, mm-hmm. um, and our sleep has kind of different cycles of um, of phases where we go into different kind of levels of sleep. Um, so you know we go into a very deep sleep sometimes, and then we're in a slightly lighter sleep. And I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the t- of the term early bird or night owl. Oh, yes, you have. Yeah. What would you describe yourself as? Myself, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I like my sleep, and I'm in the morning. I'm up in the morning. I'm not okay. much of a nocturnal person, really. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in bed and, early. And you're yeah. in bed. I'm in oh, bed early, and I and I wake up early. And ah, I work. There you go. I work best in the daytime, in the morning. Me too. Um, and as the evening goes on, but there's other people that do really much better in the in the evening. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny, but. Circadian rhythms are basically 24-hour kind of cycles. They're part of the body's like internal clock. Mm-hmm. So they kind of run in the background. We're not really that aware of them. But if you think about it, there's there's key times when, like, like me and you, where we're maybe more productive in the morning. We should be doing more when, when it's lighter, when it's brighter, when it's, you know, the light is most. Yes. And when it starts to get darker and our and our circadian rhythm gets to the latter part of um, of the rhythm, it should be shutting down and slowing down 
Um, and, and our bodies just follow, you know, those cycles. So, you know, if you've ever tried to um, stay up late than you normally would, you, your body wants you to go to sleep. You know, it's it's its natural, it's its natural rhythm. Mm. So, um, you know, when we start to mess around with that, when we start to maybe work into the evening a bit more or do more high octane things in the evening, um, that can upset that whole rhythm. Our bodies can say, well, hold on a minute. We're supposed to be shutting down and slowing down now, but you're you're doing things that go completely against, <laughs> completely mm-hmm. against my natural rhythm. You should yeah. be doing that in the daytime. Yeah. So, you know, there's a natural flow of, um, of really how our bodies operate best. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. <clears throat> I, um, it's, um, it's, I, I guess it's a 24-hour uh, clock uh, with a bi- biological clock. In fact, you see it in nature. I mean, uh, there's flowers that open up once the sun comes out, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, chickens that start to roost when the sun goes down. So it's, 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 it's all that you see it in nature uh, entirely. Yeah. Um, so what happens when you sleep? When you're, you're in bed, you're sleeping, you know, and you're sawing logs, as it were, you know, sleeping. What, what are the stages of sleep? Oh, so there's 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 a, there's quite a few things that happen to us um, when we're when we're sleeping. So yeah. our heart rates start to slow down when we first go to sleep, um, and then it kind of goes into different stages of of sleep. So we start to shut our bodies down um, and bring us into that almost kind of very, you know, um, comatose state, if you want yeah. to call it. Best way oh, to yeah. think about it. So oh. our breathing slows. Um, our respiration gets really, really, really at its lowest rates. So, and that that varies in different stages. So we have REM sleep, and we have very deep sleep as well. Um, our muscles start to repair. Our brain starts to repair. We flush out toxins. Um, so it's a really, really important job that it does. We almost kind of, I say it's a bit like a filing system in terms of what we have to do when we're asleep. It kind of deals with all the stuff that we've loaded ourselves with in the daytime, whether that's be thinking or decision making or exercise or, um, you know, whatever we've done. And as we go through sleep cycles, our body deals with all of that. Mm. Um, our brain stores information. It gets rid of toxic weight, waste. Um, our nerves and our, our cells start to kind of repair. Um, mm. It restores our energy, which is so important especially if you know if you are suffering from a period of time where it you're you're on high stress um a high stress response you know to restore yourselves and give yourselves back that energy is really really important for you to get through that um it releases things like the hormones and proteins um, and all of those things and all of those things are really important for our overall our overall health and well-being Yes, absolutely. I uh, I have a friend of mine that said that uh, no, I, I don't go to sleep. I just pass out and come to in the morning. <laughs> but, you He's know, not having a few whiskeys before he goes to bed, is he? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so it's as funny, you know. Then you, you know, there's there's that REM REM. I guess is a rapid eye movement during your sleep. Yeah. I tend to dream a lot, and you know, mm. and I, I dream. My dreams are very vivid. But you know what? What I find is uh, I'm dreaming, and once I and sometimes it wakes me up, and I'm, I just feel refreshed. I don't know if that has a connection with uh, I'm done. You know, with done sleeping. I I, I don't know, but it uh, I find that to be interesting. Uh, I just feel great once I wake up after <laughs> after a good dream. You know. <laughs> 
always think if you if you've kind of wake up after a full cycle then yes. you've generally had a good rest in that period so waking up at that time is um is quite good but we change our needs for the amount of sleep as well as we as we get older yes. so if you think about a baby yeah. you know they need a lot of sleep because they got a lot of stuff to be doing they got growing to be doing and you know loads of things so they need more sleep and although we don't need as much sleep as that yeah. we still have certain functions that our body need you know sleep is the key time when we recover when we repair when we almost have that pit stop for our for our bodies to just recover restore repair so the next day we're at optimum we're at top end you know we're really good to go yeah. and when we start messing around with that or or things go out of that it's going to have an impact you know it's like putting putting half a tank of fuel in your car you're only going to get so far before yeah. you need to fuel it up again that's and what good. you want is enough sleep to get through the whole day and feel okay yeah that's a good analogy yeah absolutely We are having an informative discussion on stress management and how to mitigate sleeplessness. She is providing some excellent tips on how you and I can improve our personal well-being. The link to reach out to her personally for help is found in the show notes. Let's get back with her, Joanna Surety. Any research on how much uh, sleep an adult needs? <laughs> yeah. I find this quite arbitrary, actually. But there oh. is seven, seven, to, seven to eight, nine hours is a, about kind of right for yeah. um, an adult, kind of 18 to kind of 60-ish. And then as you get older, you need slightly less. But mm -hmm. again, it depends. And as a, as a kid, the teenagers, and I mean, I don't know, I've got a teenager, and he seems to sleep an awful lot. But, you know, again, hormones for them and growth and all of that kind of stuff is happening quite a bit. So their bodies need that. Um, and as a baby, obviously, you need you need an awful lot. So generally, you're aiming for seven to kind of that eight, nine hours. Mm -hmm. um, but the quality of your sleep is, I think, and that's because I look at what's going on when people are sleeping. Yes. It's so much more important mm -hmm. than the length. So if you're getting eight hours of rubbish sleep, you know, you're you're stressed, your heart rate's on, you're waking up, you're, you're going back to sleep, kind of eight hours of okay sleep is not not great. Seven hours of fantastic sleep is much better. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, and our Fitbits and things like that that we wear now are kind of a little bit obsessed with the hours of sleep, which, you know, if our bodies have got a lot to do, then it does need a certain amount of time to do it. Mm -hmm. But what we, what the quality of what we get during that time is, I'd say, more important than the length. Mm. Um, but that's what you should aim for, you know, really. I agree. I agree. I, I, that's a good point to make. I, yeah, we're stuck on, uh, you know, uh, on, the, on the length of it. But it is paramount. Uh, the quality, the quality of the sleep is paramount, I, I think. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I have friends... Um, they're very hardworking, you know. They say, "Well, I only got two, three hours of sleep last night." You know, they wear like a, like a badge of honor, you know. But <laughs> really, really, that's a really uh, a disservice to themselves. It'll catch up and come around and bite them on the backside after a while, you know. Hundred percent, and it's amazing how 
how much we can get away with yes. um but like you say eventually yeah. you start getting things and like signs like things like cold sores and colds oh. and those kind yeah. of immunity type um issues yeah. um styes people often find get really bad skin and they're you know it's just because our bodies are not having enough time two hours is not enough no. to do what what it needs to do you know if you think about all those jobs i listed it didn't get them done in two hours so you know the more time we give it the better so you know always to aim for that and also mm -hmm. look at really do you wake up feeling refreshed do you wake up feeling like you've had a good night's sleep um if not then you maybe need to look at something to whether that's improving the time or looking at the kind of hygiene at the beginning of the sleep so that you're getting a better quality of sleep once you're in it mm -hmm. no I, I agree with you i uh Seven hours is good for me, and uh, I sleep. Uh, I mean, soundly. Uh, yeah. And uh, but you know, there's a you got to prepare for that. So let me ask you for this: uh, Are there any tips for stress relief right before bed that <laughs> it, it lends itself to sleeping better? Any, any tips on that? Yeah, I work with a, a lot of people who really do struggle with that evening phase of mm. um, of switching off and stopping. So a lot of the clients I work, I work with a lot of businesses. So I work with their employees um, to help them find work-life balance. I work with a lot of people that run their own businesses or are kind of employed by themselves. So one-man bands. Sure. And again, those pressures can be incredible and often find themselves working late into the night. And then just kind of going, right, go to sleep. <laughs> stop yeah. thinking about You can't do it. You can't just tell your brain to stop thinking. It, it, it won't do it. It wakes you up at four o'clock in the morning with a brilliant idea or, or you mm -hmm. forgot to send your tax return in or I don't know, whatever. But, you know, our, our bodies and brains aren't really um, that, 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 <laughs> that malleable. They won't just turn off if we tell them to. So Exactly. I always think like as the nights get darker um, and as the evening goes on, really what you want to be doing is is winding down. So for for you, for whoever's, you know, listening to this in terms of what they're doing in the evening, as little as possible, mm. it's, you know, the time to be or doing all you're doing is in the daytime, is in your, your nine to five or your nine to six or your eight to whatever in that daytime that's when you're going to be most productive that's when the circadian rhythm is giving you your energy you've just had a sleep so you're going to have more energy you're going to be eating and stuff like that in the day to give yourself plenty of energy as the evening comes on it's really the time to wind down so it's quite individual as to what winds people down what gives them that relaxation um a lot of people find things like crafting or hobbies music mm. reading mm -hmm. You want it to be as low key as possible. I always think there's like a two hour window, which is really important before bedtime. So, you know, if you've got kids to sort out or you've got jobs to do after work, get them done at the beginning of the um, of the kind of shift of your evening shift. Right. And then as you're kind of two hours before bed come, that's when you really need to bring bring the kind of body and brain down and mm -hmm. stop thinking and stop doing so. There's quite a lot of things you can do. Switching mm -hmm. off from your tech is probably the mm. number one, the number one tip. And I say two hours before bed, which I see the look of fear in a lot of my clients when I say that. Like, Why I can't look at Instagram or Facebook for two oh hours boy. before bed? What am oh. I going to do? Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> 
Um, but technology, you know, has messes with our circadian rhythm because there's lights and it's very, um, mm. it, it's engaging. Um, it can it can get us happy or sad or, you know, it, 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 it can emote us. So, you know, there's things going on with our technology. There's also secret lights in our technology, which kind of tell the brain it's still daytime. Mm. Um, so if you're sitting up in bed, scrolling through your, your phone, that is going to start to disrupt your sleep um the temperature so if you've if you feel in particularly um switched on and you're kind of you know got that adrenaline coming kind of searing around your body and it's been a busy day you kind of like, right when well, i need something to kind of relax me getting your temperature down is a really good way to do that so a warm bath is a really good way to relax the body and and kind of get the temperature down because all of the um, temperature goes out um, outwards um, and it cools down our core. So a nice bath with some music or something like that, just to kind of switch switch down. Mm. Things we eat have a big impact on our sleep. Um, you know, when we think of food, I often think it's a, a fuel. So in the daytime, we want the food to give us the energy to do all of our stuff. In our evenings, we don't want our food to necessarily do that. We don't want food that's going to kind of keep us awake. So sugar, caffeine, alcohol, all of those things are energy givers. You know, mm -hmm. they, they switch us on. So we want to kind of limit those or reduce those um, and really focus more on kind of those more leafy vegetables, salad, something really light that's not going to take our bodies a lot of digesting um, and give us a, a kind of quick hit of energy. Um, so, you know, those things are, are sometimes things we don't necessarily think about. Um, but if, you know, I often say to clients, what relaxes you? What are the things you do that you can sit and just get so absorbed in for half an hour and just wonder where that time went? Mm. You know, so is it reading a great book? Is it listening to your podcast? There you go. <laughs> is, is it having a bath and going, oh, where did that half an hour go? That was just lovely. Yeah, that is your body in a very relaxed state. And yeah. that's the kind of state you want to get into before you go to bed. That's great. Great stuff. You mentioned a hot bath. I've, I've heard some. I've never done it. But, you know, they, they put some Epsom uh, uh, mm. salt, uh, baking soda, and some essential yeah. oils in there. You know, Lavender. Lavender yeah, is a lavender, really yes. good one. I, it yeah. reminds me of my nan because my nan always had lavender. <laughs> so kind right? of an old, it's a bit of an old lady, <laughs> old lady um, <laughs> essential yeah. oil. But, but yeah. lav lavender was her thing to relax. But actually, lavender is lovely. And again, you know, when we want to relax, it's not just about not doing anything. Things like smells and mm. environment and mm -hmm. how something makes us feel can be incredibly re relaxing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, for each individual, I would say, think about what is it about? That, what, what does that to you? What gives you that? And, you know, there's so many things out there. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's a bit of crafting or playing an instrument or, like I say, reading. Reading for me, I can't get to sleep unless I've read. I've read. Um, it's such a habit now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I get through about 20 books a year. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, well, you're really going through some uh, some books there, Joanna. I um, just to throw this out out there, uh, uh, a weighted blanket here helps a lot too. Uh, a weighted blanket. Uh, I've heard it say that uh, it induces the serotonin, which is, uh, um, you know, very much can be likened to a warm hug. You know, it, it, yeah. It, 
puts pressure on those on those uh, touch receptors, you know. Uh, and definitely that. I mean, what we sleep in is is really important. You know, is your bed comfortable? Does it feel exactly. nice to get into your bed and go, right. you know, that feeling when you get into the sheets and go, oh, that's mm. nice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what you want to get into. You know, and there are things that you can really change. Even the even the color of your bedroom. Mm. You know, is your does your bedroom have a load of tech in it and a, a TV and it be very light and bright? You want your room to be. Um, more of a kind of spa haven, a place of relaxation, mm. um, rather than a place that's kind of messy and noisy and you know, blah. That stuff again, it's subliminally just it kind of dis- disturbs us. So nice. you know, if have a look at what's what color your room is and your, the color of your sheets, and you can get some great things to spray on the pillow that again, generally lavender based, but things that you know help bring that kind of calmness, that feeling of calmness um, in our rooms. And, uh, you know, it, it's an obvious thing, but again, sometimes we create our bedrooms to just be entertainment zones <laughs> rather yeah. than oh, yeah. places yeah. of retreat and yeah. um, and relaxation and calm. And that's really what, what we should be doing. Yeah. Well, that's how I have my, my uh, where I sleep. Uh, no television. Uh, I, I keep it cool, probably no more than 68 <laughs> degrees. Uh, just quiet and just restful, you know. I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, uh, Joanna, but this is what I do, and it, it does lull me to sleep. And I even feel it. I, I feel myself sleeping away, you know. What I do, I count uh, randomly. Let's say from one to ten. Let's say one, three, eight, four. Yeah. And it, it, maybe it's because my mind is looking for a, a, a pattern or, or something to make sense. It just gives up on me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what it does but you know what it works for me it really does and and then before you know it it's just morning time yeah you know so you're boring yourself to sleep is what you're maybe, doing maybe, maybe so <laughs> so yeah I, is that what that is i'm boring myself i guess so my mind uh, just gives up on me yeah a hundred percent i i have a, a similar trick where i i draw a square in my mind i shut my eyes mm-hmm. and i draw a square um, and as I'm drawing it, I'm counting one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. As I'm as I'm drawing the square in my mind with my eyes shut. There you go. Yeah. I don't know what number I ever get to. I don't know how many. But yeah. if I if I find if you find your mind is chattering, again, mm-hmm. you kind of have to fill it with something really mundane and boring, not yes. engaging. And yeah. you know, random counting is good. Those um, I've got a couple of clients that love those mindfulness apps that you can get on your phone. Now, again, I I kind of prefer people not to have their phones in their bedrooms. Right, right. But turn all the notifications off, put everything off, so it's not going to buzz away and, and annoy mm-hmm. you and and whatever. But you know, if you put some of those wireless earphones on and your phone's over the other side, you know, those mindfulness apps are kind of doing that random counting. They're taking you through a process that just calms you down and just is very repetitive and kind of boring. And eventually they go to sleep. They, you know, people that really struggle to switch their minds off, mm-hmm. something that takes that away is brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I always mute my phone. Uh, the screen is is dark on my phone. Yeah. There's no no extra light that is necessary. Uh, so it, it's, it's just preparing it. There's a preparation you have to go to. To, to really get yourself into that uh, sleeping uh, cycle. For sure. And, I, you know, if, 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 have, you, have you got kids? <laughs> no, not anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, grown and Well, gone. you had kids once, right? You oh, had yeah, kids absolutely, once. absolutely. How much effort did you put into getting those kids 
oh, to sleep God. well. Yeah, well, sometimes yeah. it's difficult. Yeah, oh, yes. A lot of time, and it takes, oh, yes. it takes patience. It yeah. takes consistency. I think consistency is the key thing. Mm. And, you know, we, we learn to sleep. And when, when we're focusing on babies and children, you know, think about what we create around them to help them sleep. A mm. dark room, maybe something, some music or something that's really soothing and not engaging, but just kind of plinky, 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 you know, something that's just mundane sure. and boring and, and sure. whatever. We don't give them a tablet and say, play with that and go to sleep we we give them a bath we give them a nice warm drink we mm, wrap mm. them up lovely we create a lovely environment for them to sleep in mm. and then so that's how we know it's time for sleep because we're warm we're cozy we feel restful we've got kind of a really nice environment and then as we get to adults <laughs> we throw all of that out the window yes that's right we, that's right we don't do any of that and so we yeah. wonder why our sleep gets kind of screwed yeah. up you know, because yeah. it forgets, it doesn't know what we what we're telling it to do. We don't our bodies don't know, do you want me to be awake or should I be asleep or what should I be doing? And we keep it guessing by going to bed at different times and partying a bit too hard or working late sometimes and not and then kind of wondering why we can't just fall asleep. Exactly. Because there's no consistency and yeah. Yeah. and you know, it can take a lot of time to undo that as well but you have to you have to put some prep into it and put a bit of effort into it it doesn't just happen absolutely that's a good point you know we we hadn't talked about this but you know what we have been going through the last two and a half years or so uh in your practice have you found that to be uh, exceedingly a a problem with stress and sleep I, i wonder yeah i found a lot of people that previously didn't have sleep problems are now having sleep problems. I think there's lots of reasons for that, but the key ones that I'm seeing are people that may be working from home more. Um, They don't have that separation of home environment, work environment. So before they go to work and they might have a day, but on the drive home, they would kind of decompress or put the radio on and have a sing or go to the gym um, and then get home and do dinner and kind of talk about the day and kind of have their evening. When you're working from home, that can all kind of merge into one and the habits of stop of, of almost kind of disconnecting work and home. Mm. It's really tricky when you're working, living in the same place. All right, right. Um, so, yeah, and that then means that in the evening, they're not switching off as much and, and therefore they're really struggling with that. They don't yeah. have that kind of disconnect uh, um, with sleep. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, the overwatching of news overwatching of what's going on and being constantly connected with it again going to sleep worrying about that stuff um a lot of people have been worried about their jobs and their livelihoods and that you know that's really hard to switch off from um so you know being having some techniques to mitigate that mm-hmm. um is is really really important because sometimes you're out of control of what's going on and that can be really quite scary exactly i uh, i think you're, you're you're on point when you know when we work at home you can't you're not able to disassociate work and your home environment you know you just yeah. can't relax uh, um so uh, of course stress we will always have stress it's just a matter of how you respond to it let me ask you what do you what is it you do to uh 
relieve stress, Joanna? I like <laughs> well, that I've, <laughs> I've got quite a few things. Yeah. I mean, when I when I worked in when I didn't work for myself, I yeah. I had quite a long period of of being really really stressed. So it was one of the reasons why I left my job and and, and retrained and did something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think um, for me, I'm 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 quite self aware and I'll listen to what my body's telling me. Um, I absolutely prioritise sleep. Absolutely. Um, so for me, whatever's going on, I will be in bed at you know ten. I'll read for half an hour and I'll generally be asleep. And if I'm not asleep, I'll be lying there with my eyes shut, doing my little boxes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for me, I found kind of what works. Exercise for me is a massive outlet um so i box i'm i'm doing a triathlon hopefully this year i'm training at the moment um i do and i do it at different times of the day as well so i find um i find a morning workout is really quite nice to set me up for the day and then sometimes i'll do something at the end of the day not not the same day but some some days i'll look at what my diary's like and i think well you know i'm traveling a lot that day or i've got a lot of meetings so i'll do something at the at the end of the day just to help me help me switch off but i box um i do weights i do i do lots of i run (laughs) i I, kind of squeeze in quite a lot of things um and for me i think boundaries is 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 something i've had to learn and something you know i try and help my clients set is work is work but work mm-hmm. is not everything. Work mm-hmm. is not my whole life, is not my whole identity. And if you only have that, which I did, which I did have for a very long time, and I was working incredibly long hours, and you know, pretty much all my energy went into that. Mm-hmm. Firstly, it makes you a bit of a dull person because you're only one dimensional. <laughs> but secondly, it just consumes you. And um, you know, it's not great for your balance. So for me, I have very very definite boundaries around how much I work when I work and weekends for me are precious so I I I will not work at the weekends I've had to turn work down and there's certain clients I haven't worked with because they want to work weekends but that for me is time for me to spend time with my family um to sometimes do nothing and just watch some Netflix or whatever and you know, yeah. have a glass of wine and yeah. chill out a bit and, you know, do that. So for me, there's boundaries, I think is really important. And if you're finding you're really struggling mm-hmm. to have though have that balance, then boundaries is often where, where the problem lays. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think every day there's something I will do, whether mm-hmm. that be eating, stopping for lunch, having a, you know, basic things really. It's like having a bit of downtime, Mm -hmm. reading at night, um, doing some exercise and and stopping work at a certain time and then being very purposeful about the time that I'm not working. And whether that's purposeful in the sense of I'm just going to do nothing tonight because I've had a really busy day and I'm going to cook dinner and we're going to sit and eat. I'm going to chat about our days. And after that, that's it. I might walk the dog, but that's about it. So, you know, purposeful doesn't have to be purpose of doing it and filling your time. It can just be saying, that's what I'm going to do because I deserve it or because I've had a really busy day. So Absolutely. I'm going to take care of myself a bit. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. 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 My mantra is if, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of others that you care for, you know? So, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, well, I tell you what, it's been a, an absolute pleasure having you on your Lot and Parcel show today, Joanna. And um, I want to thank you for coming on. 
No, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for thanks for having me. And it's been lovely to chat as well. Hey, listeners, if you have a recommendation for a show or you have a question or a comment or just want to say hello, drop me a note at charlottemparcel.org. And now, if you would excuse me... This program has been produced by Isaac Diaz with music by Echo Foxtown. All the opinions expressed in this podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. For more information, please visit the website yourlotandparcel.com.